Alrighty, welcome back everyone to Sober Minded Podcast, the reboot edition. The reboot edition. We haven't been on for like <laughs> three or four weeks. It's been a minute. At least. Yeah, probably. Uh, about but life's, life's been crazy, so we're trying to get back on it with school coming to an end. Yep. Um, we'll have some more time and we can get on here more and spread the goodness. Spread <laughs> <laughs> as much as we can, right? <laughs> uh, Alright, we can start with the prayer. Dear God, uh, thank you for bringing us together today. Uh, thank you for the nice weather. I pray that we'll ease into the hotter days. Um, thank you for all that you do. Uh, thank you that we're coming to the end of our first year. pray that we'll have three more good years. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Yeah, so what's new with you, oh, Mr. Bailey? Oh, man, there's there's been quite quite a little bit and also not a whole lot at the same time. Uh there's not too much that's been going on. We've been kind of just been busy with work and stuff like that. So just trying to balance that and keeping yourself, you know, yourself. <laughs> mm-hmm. Trying to stay, just try to stay sane a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. It. I mean, the motivation thing, I didn't realize that. That's the one thing that you just need to keep motivation and that keeps you busy. Yeah. Motivation in what sense? Oh, just like... You get home after work and you just don't feel like doing anything or you you go somewhere and or on like a weekend. You're like, ah, I don't feel like doing anything today. Oh, yeah. It's like, yeah, just getting the motivation to get up and actually move is kind of helps a lot. It does help when you don't have a choice. Like, right. I have all these things yeah. to do today. Yeah, that is true. But, you know, there's some days it's like, well, I probably should do something, but I don't have to. Yeah. Yeah, no, I found that being, at least recently, being the best thing. It's like, and it's a little bit of discipline, too. I at least, you know, just get out of your bed and get up and get some coffee. And then if at that point you really don't have anything too important to do, then take a little relaxed day and stay to yourself, you know? Yeah. But recently I've been working, I mean, like last weekend, I helped Gage with some stuff. I Friday and Saturday, I helped him with it with his chickens and stuff like nice. that. So, yeah, it's been a good time. Um, I mean, just trying to stay true to myself and trying to get to church every Sunday. And that one's been hard too. <laughs> yeah, I've been mean, having pretty bad, but I mean, we've been out of town right almost every lot. weekend. Yeah. So, yeah, and it's it's nice though. I mean, you guys do need to spend time together too. So yeah, yeah, it is a good thing for you guys though. Yeah. I'm uh, I've just been pretty much just working, um, and I get to work with my brother, which is funny because we never could work together before, and now it's like we enjoy working with each other. Matured so, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. It it's like that that switch that flips. Everybody talks about it, where you hate each other, and then it's just like one day you're like best friends for no reason. Yeah. It, it was kind of like that same situation, where we we're like. Oh, we actually like each other. So <laughs> nice. Yeah, yeah. It, I mean, it's been a great time. I I honestly enjoy working with him. So good. Where well, do you get your motivation? Oh man. It's like what motivates? You? And I noticed you made a distinction between the motivation and the discipline. discipline. And you seemed like you put more emphasis on the motivation over yeah. the discipline. The discipline should be the more, the more like. I I guess focused thing in in life, but um. And, like, my discipline is still there. Like, I'm still disciplined to get up and do stuff. But um, because I know I have to, 
but like the motivation to oh I don't know like reach out to an old friend or um like somebody invites you to do something and you're just like ah, I don't know yeah it's like well use your motivation and go experience something new if it's someone like that you haven't seen in forever gotcha you know go go and do it and you know I I truly believe in like when you use your time and say you go and hang out with somebody and then after you get through it and after the hangout if you didn't like it then you know okay well I gotta set boundaries like I've gotta I gotta say no if I don't want to hang out with them you know that's how you know like with your time your time is valuable and uh so it's like when you're going and hang out with friends or if you're if someone invites you to come help at their farm or something like that and that's always a good thing to do but it's not for everyone of course yeah but that's the one thing i found at least for like um time management and getting i i would say uh taking priority over your time because you don't you don't want to just be wasting a lot of your time you know you mm-hmm. want to you want to use it for things that are good and things that you want to do yeah 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 it gets real easy to just i i have a problem if i like on a weekend if i have a, a couple days off of, mm-hmm. where i don't have anything slated right um i feel like terrible right if i don't do anything so yeah i, I don't know that's just how i kind of work where I, like i kind of have to be doing something but also, I'm bad at if I have pockets of time between things, I'll just get on YouTube or something. Yeah. And I'll just yeah. waste like an hour here, an hour there. Right. When I should be doing something more productive. Yeah. And I have that problem too. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'll like most of the time in the morning is usually when I take a lot of time for, for no reason. Yeah. I'll, like on the weekends, especially. I'll just. Yeah. I'll wake up. It's noon. Yeah, right. I'll wake up and it's like, oh, I would have already worked a half a day right yep, now. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I'll wake up and get my cup of coffee and sit on YouTube for a little bit, and then ten o'clock rolls around and you're like, what did I do all day? Right? You know. Yeah. Um. Well, it was like last weekend. My parents. Uh. We were. I mean, it's not bad to have a good morning to yourself. Um. And then my parents went outside, started working, and so I was like, "Oh, you know, I need to get outside and do something." Just and feel like a worthless sack, just yeah, sitting there inside watching your parents yeah. work. Well, and it wasn't necessarily that they were doing something they wanted to do. It's not like they were doing yard work or okay. something like that. But I was like, you know what? Hey, let me mow the lawn for you guys, and let me clean it up, and like help you guys out a little bit. And I try to do that just without question, anyways. You know, try to see the garbage can full go take it out you you know see the grass is getting a little bit longer go mow the mow the grass on on a weekend you you know you see something that needs to be picked up like trash or something around the property just get it into a pile at least you know yeah i try to stay on top of that but it doesn't really seem to always work out (laughs) i'm i'm i would say i'm pretty decent about keeping keeping myself moving and doing stuff though yeah, that's um, good. Even if it's just in the house, too, like cleaning the house for my mom while she's working, you know, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. That's what I'll usually end up doing, like, on a Saturday if 
go do something outside, but usually it ends up being clean the house day or right. something. Right. And that's not usually ever a bad thing. I mean, you're still oh, no. being pretty pretty productive, so. No, yeah. No, it's a very good thing. It has to happen. Yeah. But And it is also enjoyable. You put on a podcast. At least right. I do. Yeah. And that's the beauty of podcasts to me is yep. it takes a monotonous task and makes it like, oh, like, I am kind of learning something. And right. I am... It is entertaining, so, you know. Yeah, and that's, like, that's the goal with a lot of podcasters is, like, they want to be able to, like, teach you what they do know, but obviously some teaching is not enjoyable, so they also want to make it enjoyable. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, like, the best thing about about a podcast because it's really easy to do that. Yeah. It, I mean, at least it feels so. I don't know. Whoever listens to this probably probably might have some different thoughts on it, but I at least I feel like, for me personally, when I listen to like Ryan Mickler or Joe Rogan or any of those podcasts, it's like they're they're teaching you without you even knowing it because mm-hmm. it's so entertaining. Like there's so much information coming at you and you're like, wait a minute. That needs to be that needs to sit in my head for a little bit. Like, what did I just hear? Yeah, because you need to go over that and they just kind of like move on. And like, that's good because they're just they're getting a lot of information and you just have to soak it up, I guess. Mm-hmm. That, that's where, like, when I'm listening at work, or honestly, almost any time, it's kind of like, it'll be informational, and there's a lot of information. Mm-hmm. But I know I'm only going to retain maybe 10% of it. Right. So it's like, right. it's really important. I'll go back and re-listen to it. Yeah. But that's like, I love, you listen to Hardcore History, Dan Carlin? I think I have a couple times. Pretty good. Yeah. He has a really good one on... But it was on like the nuclear age and like oh, the yeah. Cold War and mm-hmm. the threat of a nuclear war, um, and how at this moment in history we're like as close as we've ever been. Oh yeah, if not oh, the yeah. closest. Um, and we have a completely different attitude about it right, right now than we did like in the fifties, sixties, seventies, because like our generation has grown up. There's always been nukes, like. That's always just been in the back. It's never been this close to a nuclear war. But it's also our generation. It's it's strange how inundated we are with information. Right. Whenever I stop and think about it, it's just strange that like our parents weren't ever constantly blasted with information as much as this generation is. Not right. saying we're right. saints or anything. This mm-hmm. is just new territory. Yep. Which that is also something that older generations have to understand as well is we're blazing trails in this new territory and who knows what the result is going to be who knows what a lifetime of constantly being slammed with information and all these news is constantly saying it's the end of the world and constantly fighting and you don't really know what's true in the news Mm -hmm. yeah um like we don't know the result of that so that's something that older generations need to show some empathy to younger generations yeah, and kind of not, accommodate not for enabling it. them if they're right. being stupid about right, it right. correcting but understanding like when they say like well when i was your age okay when you're my age it was a completely different world yeah exactly like 20 years ago it was a completely different world and yeah. that was only 20 years ago mm-hmm. go back like 30 years ago completely different world well yeah uh, even my brother he understands it too it, like i talk about trying to get some money together for building something like a house or trying to get like a an apartment or something you know and uh it's like man 
every time I mention it, it's, I think about how much everything costs. And then I'm like, that's just unrealistic. And my brother knows. He's like, yeah, I mean, I couldn't have done that yeah. with your wage. Mm-hmm. I mean, I could have, but it would have been the same situation. And he, you know, he did sacrifice a lot. Um, but my $19, I, I'll disclose my what I make. I don't care. Whoa, bro. <laughs> Uh, my $19 was different, you know, my $19 was like his $15. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty much bottom of the barrel still right now. Once you adjust for inflation. Yeah. Yeah. When people working at McDonald's are making 16 an hour. Yeah, exactly. Doing electrical, making a couple dollars an hour more. That's not that much of a difference. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, when I started there as an apprentice, I made 15. And I'm like, yeah, but you got to think when you started as an apprentice, minimum wage was like 875. Yeah. And minimum wage when I started was like eleven twenty five or seventy five mm-hmm. or something like that. So it's that much, you know, that much less, and it seems to be um, sh- shrinking more and more. And it's like now they're wanting to cut, or now Biden's wanting to make the national minimum wage like eleven dollars now. And yeah. <laughs> like, dude, and not cut spending. Yeah, I, I don't want to get political, I guess. Well, you know, I, don't know. I mean, <laughs> this is our podcast. Yeah. Who's going to tell us not to? <laughs> when I don't, the government spending is just wild to me. Yeah. And it's not like I don't want to be partisan. Like all oh, the Republicans want this reform and right. that's the right thing. It's just yeah. the amount of spending that we're doing is not realistic. And you right. have to set boundaries on your spending. Yeah. That's what every person in in society for all of time has had to do right you have to manage your money yep until for some reason you get to the government and then it oh we just passed happen. this five trillion dollar package oh yeah. here's another eight trillion dollar package yeah okay we're getting the printers going again it's like oh why is inflation going up yeah and again like i'm not an economist but i don't know it just seems real funny to me i saw this meme that was like um it was like a how does the government have the audacity to give me a credit score when they have like 30 some trillion dollars? Right, in debt? exactly. And yeah. again, I know there's different schools of thought. There's like the Hamiltonian, like debt is necessary. But also, he was saying that at the founding of the country, when I can see his point where you need some debt at that point to get us involved with other economies to, get it started. to, to build yep. the economy. Yeah, but exactly. at this point, we're well past the, we're just building our. Yeah, you know, we're to the point to where we're just in debt to people it's not it's not really anything other than that and the fact that well i don't know if that ever passed or or if he ever even sent it out as a bill but he was gonna he was he was saying um and don't quote me on this because it's not actually from news source or whatever um but i had seen it from info wars yeah right (laughs) it's from it's from my fox news (laughs) no uh there was some sort of quote that people on Instagram were saying. People that I follow, and they tend to be pretty good with their with their news outcasts and stuff like that. Um, that the, he was going to try to make us start paying back the the national debt. Yeah. And it's like, listen, dude, when the when the president before you only put us, you know, I mean, three billion—that's a lot of money, but compared to. How many trillions? Yeah, that Biden has put us in debt, and then the president before Trump has put us in debt, Obama. So it's like, dude, you're the one that's putting us in this debt. You should pay it back. That's yeah. not us. Well, and even just from a non, 
you wouldn't put it nonpartisanly. Like, if the government spent that much money, okay, it's on to you to figure out how to pay it back with the money that you're already getting. It's mm-hmm. not, okay, you're going to keep paying us to keep spending, and you're going to pay what we're spending on top of what you already paid that we spent. Right. You know? it, uh, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. It just didn't add up. And it never does. It never does. It's like, yeah, it's like, hey, use your money that's already taxed to spend your money on something that's already been taxed again. And then, and then, yeah, here, we're going to make you pay for the same tax. And it's like, it's at, it gets to a point to where it's like, you're just throwing taxes at stuff just to yeah. stuff, you know? And, and that, it kind of, it can, it can kind of feel like you're just throwing money away. Yeah. Because it's like, well, I mean, it is. When he just sends over what what was it thirty million or something like that dollar dollars over to Ukraine, wasn't it in the billions? I, was it a B? I yeah, don't I, don't I don't know. But it's like, wh- whose money was that? That was ours. Yeah, it was. And so I'll play the devil's advocate here with you. There is the thought that we need to support them because it is a way of taking down one of our global opponents for the past hundred years without going into nuclear war with them. Yeah. So there's that school of thought. There is that. What's your response to that? So, you know, (laughs) it's pretty funny because you look at somebody like Trump. He was actually pretty good friends with Putin. Um, Obviously, that's how he won the election. Yeah, obviously, dude. Obviously. But (laughs) it's, it's pretty funny because they weren't really, I wouldn't call them a threat when we were under Trump. I, in fact, I wouldn't really call anybody a threat when we're under Trump because nobody, nobody was. And not saying that I'm a Trumpy because I didn't agree with a lot of stuff he said and did. But the man can run a country. I uh, agreed with, I agreed with most of his policies. Yeah, no, with his policies, yeah. But just him as a person, he's a, a little scum, re- He's a scumbag. Yeah, we can come out and say it. Yep, he's a scumbag. Hundred percent. And yeah. but here's the thing: he knows how to run a country, and he did it pretty dang well. Um, I, I just think. When it comes to you know using using Ukraine or if we really wanted Ukraine and NATO so bad they'd be here like they would be in NATO. Well, and what are your what are your thoughts on NATO? Like, do you agree with a giant global conglomerate that forces countries to mm. submit to their policies? <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> Not at all. That, that's where We like, tried that once as humans, and it was the Tower of Babel, and that completely failed. Mm-hmm. So That's where, again, like, there, it is good to be a global player. That is how you... Yeah, that's how you, you survive. You that's build you your live. economy, yep. you, you play, but my conclusion, uh, the more I look into, like, historical, when the U.S., when the U.S. has tried to intervene over the past, like, 70 years, 80 years or whatever, with, like, Korea, Vietnam, Iraq, like, Afghanistan, where we go in and we have, well, the public eye, we have yeah, good intentions. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the root of why we actually went there, that's debatable. But, but so, like, okay, like, we're going in to try to help. Right. Say that, like, we we want to help. Yeah. From the public interest, we're going in there to help. But have we done that? Is our track history successful at that? Of helping and at that? Yeah. And yeah. at that point, you have to stop and ask. Okay, is 
putting boots on the ground over there or even just funding, is that helping them? And if not, okay, then maybe we can help them in a different way. Maybe we help them by building our country up to be, you know, a, to borrow, like, I guess a cliche saying, like a lighthouse or something. Yeah. Something to look up to. Right. Something like the, the more, again, I could be wrong. My opinions will probably change as I grow. Yeah. As I study more, but I don't, the more I learn, the more I don't think we have the job of being the world police like well oh, we've there's never something been. going wrong over there let's go intervene right so okay like i can agree that like like kim jong-un is oppressing his people mm-hmm. but from our track record is it the best idea for us to go in and blow crap up and okay but what happens next and yep well we just create a vacuum that another guy fills yep you know uh, i don't know it, it, it gets to a point where we're well we're seeing it right now but we're starting to focus so much on other countries or i guess i should say not us but our higher ups are starting to focus so much on other countries and then just leaving our country essentially to rot i mean we're still probably doing the best out of a lot of countries but we have an open border essentially right now we have the highest uh homeless rate in I think like five or six years, and I I, I could be wrong on that stati- statistic. I kind of pulled that out of my butt, but yeah, I don't know the actual. Off of looking from like 2008, when I drove through Salem, yeah, but, let me tell you, yeah, <laughs> from like 2008 when you looked at the homeless rate, then it's right back to where we were, and it's like we're just taking, we're trying to take one step forward and then getting pushed back too. And at that point, you really have to ask, like, is it really worth trying to, especially when we're the same country that put people in Iraq and then ended up giving them a bunch of tanks. So it was like our whole time over there was in vain. So when we gave the we gave the Taliban Black Hawk helicopters. Oh, yeah. That's, and <laughs> that's what everything. I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. It's like, dude, all of our time over in Iraq and to create peace or you know whatever we were doing over there i don't even know what we're doing over there there was no reason for us to be over there in the first place yeah there's yeah (laughs) so i mean and i'm very thankful for the people that did go over and fight and had to deal with that i'm not saying that it's not dissing on them no like that's where i that's where i kind of just tried to separate like public interest on what we thought we were doing versus looking back what was actually going on right you know right yeah and it just for me like you were saying we've never we've never really had a good track record of being like oh hey you over there stop being stop doing this so we're gonna send you or send we did it with the nazis yeah but that made us that is the one that that is the the one superpower yeah and that is actually the the major one Mm -hmm. you know which cool i mean that's where that was really good but from that point from that point on we haven't successfully been really had a good track record when it comes to sending troops over okay go fix it just kind of overall you got to look at that track record and i think that kind of goes back to what we were talking about before where we need to be talking about these and looking forward 
pass. Like, okay, so like we go into Afghanistan, um, we create this power vacuum and we try to set them up. We try to set the Afghanistan mm -hmm. um, government up. But what happens when we leave? It just crumbles. Again, so you yeah. have to look past just going in there. Right. You have to look, okay, but what's our exit strategy and will it hold? And at that point, is it worth it or did we just not really achieve really achieve our long-term goal yeah or was it could you call it a overall success again i don't know i'm not a professional at all You're but right. just from what i've learned what i've what we can observe yeah that's that's been my conclusions yeah and i mean it's really sad when you think about it we we really did try i mean we went in there and we were trying to help the government there, trying to give them the um proper well rep weaponry and the proper training and we had taliban or not taliban we had the soldiers following following our men learning what they you know what the taliban does what how they set their traps how, how they do everything still it was it still seemed like all of our effort was in vain yeah and you you could say it was Overall, or you could say it was just the withdrawal. Like the withdrawal was a disaster. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Or you could say maybe that was just bound to happen, no matter how you cut it. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't but know. Mike, again, all that to just to say, I've become more reluctant to say, oh yeah, like it's our job. We are the global police. Right. We need to kick down the door, kick out the bad guys. Okay, but then what? Like yeah. What happens after that? Yeah. And how do we make sure we don't? just feed the military industrial complex and right. how do we know we're not just propping up a next puppet leader that just is in power because of political ties yep. or whatever I don't yeah know. and and it's funny when you when you find those things that um well i mean a lot of them came out with the the capture of hunter biden hunter biden's laptop and and then you go and look and he's like how is how is he still a president? Oh, I'm not tied with Hunter Biden. Huh? Are you sure? Um, you have pretty good ties with Hunter Biden. Oh, we're not tied with China. Well, look at Hunter Biden. He had a bunch of secret bank accounts over in China. Yeah. So how does that work? That you just don't nice. talk to your son. That That is one of the main political figures in your race. So you don't talk to him. You don't do anything with him. I, I don't buy it. Oh, honey bee. Honeybee messing up, man. Get it I together, just... Honeybee. <laughs> That's a great name for him. Uh, I like it. I just That's a great that. name. Oh, Honeybee. That's a great name. But it's like, dude, realistically, if if Trump, say, and his, his children would never be that way, say, had a son that was helping him in his race and this and that, he was getting a little bit of money. He, of course, he doesn't need money. Um, but he was getting money from people. And then Trump was the winner and continues to do stuff. People would be like, oh, this is heresy. Get him out. Well, they already looked like they already looked yeah. uh, or they already did. <laughs> like, we're, we're going to impeach him. I would be reluctant to say that no one in his family would do any kind of corruption like that. I would say his primary family, like like his kids and his wife. I don't know like what he's done. I mean, you have to be a little bit corrupt when you're 
as rich as him. There's you. There's just no way. But to a certain point, you know, um, I bet you a lot of his morals when it comes to money are a lot different than mine. I know that for a fact. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I don't want to become bitter, but the more, the older I get and the more you see, and it, this could be the result of our generation oh, constantly yeah. just seeing the shenanigans of the government. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe every generation sees this, but the older I'm getting, the more I just these politicians. Man. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, just get it together. Well, and that's what it is. It's pol- yeah. they're politicians. I mean, a lot of them never worked like we have. A lot of them have never had to suffer like my brother. I mean, he didn't suffer, but had to go through what my brother has gone through. Well, or if they did, that was eighty years ago. Yeah. And their hundred and one year old butts are just sitting in there raking in yep. taxpayer money. Well, and I seen so I actually seen this post um, on Instagram. And why so why is it that we deem seventy or sixty to seventy year olds pretty much um unhirable because they're deteriorating mentally tech, you know not all of them, but that's like the general consensus yeah. is that they gen- degenerate mentally and the skill <laughs> flash as yeah. you get older your yeah. body deteriorates yeah. <laughs> um and then they they just get outmatched if somebody is younger. And has the same skill or skill level, they're gonna get outmatched a hundred percent of the time. But why are those same people the ones running our country? If it's socially deemed that they can't work, why are they running our country? To play the devil's advocate. Yeah, exactly. There is the you could say, well, it's because they have experience if you just keep cycling in young folks. Yeah, they don't have the the long term experience, and that is true to to a point. I I feel like though, like for someone DeSantis's age, he, he's what in his fifties. Go Ronnie D. That's still, that's still twenty years younger than most of our politicians. My boy Ronnie D. Out here, is <laughs> ready to claim <laughs> that twenty twenty four election. I I think he does have a good chance oh, of getting Ronnie it. D. I really do. I honestly do. He's got my vote. I I think. Well, I, I I would vote for Trump, but I'm I'm definitely leaning more towards Ron DeSantis. Just if it came if Trump was the primary I candidate, I would vote oh, for yeah. him. Yeah. If it again was, I, I liked his policies uh, fiscally. Yeah. They were they were better. But um overall I like I like how DeSantis is just the way he carries himself and he has he has the morals of like he, you know, like we've explained, like he wants to hear your opinion, even if it's wrong. <laughs> yeah. Like he, he will be, he's not going to be the shouting and not that I minded the shouting. And like, sometimes there is times for like, Hey, you just need to shut up. Mm-hmm. There is times for that because you're just speaking out of your butt and I'm not going to get through to you anyways. There is some times for that, but Trump was always that way. And I think there, I think there needs to be, I, I think we need somebody that can be, um, let's see, what, what, how should I say this? Be a little more attuned to um, what other people have to say, even if it is stuff that is wrong. Like, okay, I hear you, you know. Uh, you, that's cool for you to think that way, but this is the way I think. And I, and I think he's done that a little bit more. I mean, he still, of course, is going to play the politician, and mm-hmm. he's still going to play that side a little bit. 
But I think as far as it comes to like hearing other people out, I think he's way further along in that side of, and it could have just been because Trump had been in it for so long that he's like, I'm just tired of this crap. <laughs> yeah. But I do also, I like the more respectable side. Yeah, like he just, is. It just got so old. Yeah. Just the Trump did this, Trump did that. The, yeah. Well, and from Trump, too. Right. But, no, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Trump yelled this, Trump yelled yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. It just got so old, and I'm sick of it. And as a president, like, at the end of the day, I want someone who has policies that that agree with my beliefs and and put the country in the right direction. You can argue on what the right direction is, but just say fiscally. Just take it from that. I want mm -hmm. someone who will put us in the right direction, but I also want someone who has a good demeanor because yep. that's what I want from the president. Right. You know, I want someone who's presidential. Who's, yeah. He's has, supposed has to be. Has a respectable face. Who, uh, not like face, physical face. Right. But puts, but puts on a good demeanor and treats everyone with respect yep. because that's how you earn respect. Yeah, exactly. Even if it's people that completely disagree with you. Yep. You could always still treat somebody with respect that way. And that's the thing is Trump, Trump wasn't that guy. He was a businessman. Which... I mean, if you look at it, this this state or this country, not this state, this country is essentially a business. It is, but it is also. It is also you do have to somewhat get along with other global leaders. Right. Like yeah. it is a business, but it is also we're all stuck on this world and we all have competing economies. Whether right. we agree or not, we at the end of the day do have competing economies on the global scale yep you do have to work with each other and just be nice i mean again it doesn't come down to that but that's something i like right you know the dream ticket well, ronnie d and tulsi gabbard as vp oh really oh yeah that would be sweet i would love that the more i see of tulsi gabbard i don't agree with all of her policies but she's very she's very open-minded she's respectable she's very knowledgeable um and she stands her guns, and she's someone who I don't need to agree on everything with. But you can o still overall, be I agree yeah. with her. Yeah. But sh she's someone who, like, I would feel comfortable with her playing Almost. a role in yeah. leading the country. Yeah. Yep. But I would love that with her and Ron DeSantis because they don't agree on everything. I think that could be good. I mean, that's how, that's how, um, it used to be. Starting yep. out, it was, you have your your parties whoever won would be president whoever was in second would be vp yeah so you'd have like a republican and democrat yep or i mean at that point like wigs i don't know did the wig party ever have anyone uh that i don't know I but don't anyway know. i've never to, i didn't really follow too much about that but i have heard needless to say i mean i think there is benefit in that because yeah. well especially you, if you have two people who can work together like right. if you had trump and biden it'd be a it'd be right yeah no, but, I mean, you look at that, and you look at, well, even Trump and, uh, I can't even think, Mike? His vice, what was Oh, Mike vice? Pence. Mike Pence, yeah. yeah. They really didn't get along a whole lot, but they still had some of the similar, those similar views, and that's what kind of made it work. But you look at somebody, like, I can get along with somebody that completely has different views from me, and I think that's good because it gives you a balance. Um, you're supposed to. I mean, you're not supposed to agree with everyone 100% right. on every single thing. Yeah. 
especially especially in politics because that's a completely different thing you don't want everyone in agreement mm. because what if everyone is in agreement on the wrong thing yep. you need to have compromise and discussion yep. and okay i see your point but what about this okay yeah I, I do see that let's tweak this a little bit okay perfect that's right. a great middle ground that benefits everyone mm-hmm. yeah yeah and i th- i think um especially where the the role it, it's funny because as a christian people kind of expect you to be a globalist right and yes to a certain point i i want it if my brother or if somebody is potentially a brother in christ i want to be able to speak out to them but that goes to a certain point of helping um like money wise and physically and helping spiritually i i feel like you're doing more good and you know sometimes the physical help does speak spiritually to them um but i feel like it does more good to be able to especially if there's somebody that's already like hey man i I'm or I'm I'm starting to get in into Christianity and I want to learn more. Like, hey man, yeah, let me let me let me tell you and I'll I'll tell you what I know. I don't know everything. I actually don't know enough. I I, I would like to read the Bible and get to know it more. Um, but let me tell you what I know and the reason I believe and the, you know, and why I believe those things and and come to church with me and see if you like my church. If you don't like my church, go look at another church. Um. You know, those kind of things. I, I feel like that does more good than like, oh, yeah, let's just throw money at them and and, yeah. and then kind of write them off after after that, um, because that's not re- that's not really putting their their best interest at at first. You know, um, well, if you want to talk that, I mean, just being given money doesn't ever help. No, it's a band aid. I just I think yeah. it causes more harm than not like if someone just gave me money it would sure be hard to not just stay at home and not work and just indulge like and because then not only will it make you lazier more than likely yeah but you also don't get that fulfillment like you need that fulfillment yeah i worked hard for this money you know and that's the thing is like it's funny i'm gonna go off on a little sidetrack here but so we uh we had our little Bible study last night, right? And after everything was done, my parents were telling me, Dad went up to the house before he came down, and uh, he's like, oh, yeah, Josie got into your room and chewed up another pair of your shoes. And mm. I was like, at first, it was like, Put oh, her down. Oh, dude, I was pissed. I was so mad. But I'm like, honestly... I can go buy another pair and I'll still be comfortable. Yes, it was not cool for her to do that. Like, I would not just be like, oh, yeah, here you go. But it's like. Would getting angry be beneficial at all? Yeah. No, it would, It didn't do anything. I would just be angry for mm-hmm. no reason. And so I was. I had to, like, take a step back. I'm like, she's a good dog. She chews up things every now and then. She's a great dog other than that. Like, doesn't doesn't have any really any other problems on them other than she just likes she she's a border collie they yeah. they're destructive oh yeah we had to kick fern out yeah after she got past the puppy stage oh yeah ripping the house up you know yep. she has a nice little kennel in the shop and she and, has a heat lamp in the winter and, and that's the thing too is we we have fence i mean it's not really dog proof but my thing is is i think we should just set up one of those dog collars yeah and just let her go she'll have tons of room to do whatever she wants 
Um, but I mean, that's okay. That's way off the point now. Um, I don't even know where the point we were at were. Uh, uh, the hard-earned money. Dog, yeah. Um, oh, all the way back to the point. But that was the thing. Is like, yes, I I worked hard and I bought those shoes with my money, and I wore them knowing that like, well, obviously you don't just pick up your shoe and oh, I worked my butt off for these and put them on. You don't do that. Yeah. But it's you know it is one of those things. It's like. Listen here, dog. I'm gonna kick your butt because yeah. you chewed up my shoes. And then you're like, I'm getting mad at a dog right now, mm-hmm. a dog that's known for being a little bit destructive. And you know, I I've known that she's gotten into my room before, so I should have done something about it the first time, you know. Mm-hmm. And still need to do something about it. But the thing is, it's like you can't. You can get mad to a certain point. It's it's um it's natural to feel that emotion. Um. But or you want to rein it in. Yeah, you you want to you want to control that, um, because to a certain point, it's like, dude, what am I getting mad at right now? Am I just mad just to be mad? Because yeah. is it gonna really matter in a week when I go buy my new pair of shoes and I'm, I'm wearing a brand new set of shoes? Is it really gonna matter that much? Mm-hmm. That yeah, sixty dollars yelling, yelling at the dog is that gonna alleviate the situation? Yeah, and that never ever does, you mm-hmm. know. And it's like. The dogs, you know, they need to be disciplined, of course, but there's a certain point where discipline is different from just being mad, you know? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, and that's that's a tough spot because, yeah, I get, I can, if I'm not careful, I get pretty hot-headed. Oh, yeah, me too. That's one of my, like, as soon as I stop trying to not get hot-headed, mm-hmm. I will become hot-headed. Yeah. Okay, I just need to... Like, how will being angry help the situation at all? Yep. Stop and take a second. Okay, what's what's actually going to benefit the situation? It's not getting mad. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I actually had one of those situations come up with um, when I was finishing trim on a house. So we had this. Uh, we, we usually use, like, some nice little vanities for the houses that Travis puts, puts up. And um, Pastrana? Travis Pastrana, yeah, oh, dude. Nice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but for the houses that I guess Precision and Snyder Creek development puts up, if you want to be technical, um, and they're, you know, they go up fairly easy, um, but they have those porcelain lamp holders. Have you, oh, yeah. have you worked with those? Uh, only, I haven't installed, installed them, mm-hmm. but I have like in the training center. Oh, in gotcha. the lab. But anyways, one of them arrived and a couple of the threads were stripped out and that just makes that makes the little ring so you have to put the for these vanities you you have this like little glass you know everybody knows what they look like they're a little glass piece or piece wow i cannot speak glass police glass police (laughs) (laughs) but and then you have this little ring that is made for porcelain so you don't really strip out porcelain but of course if the porcelain is broken it's impossible to not strip out porcelain at that point yeah so i'm sitting there and both so they're a, they're a three lamp, so I get both of the ones on the outside done, and I'm sitting there, and it's just getting tighter, and I let the lamp go, and it's still got about an inch until it's all the way up to where it needs to be, and I'm like, what the heck? And I get in there, and I'm like, oh, this thing's not moving now, and so I'm like, okay, cool. Try to back it out. It's not backing out, and I keep doing that, keep doing that, and I'm just like, come on, you stinking yeah. Curse words. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you stupid thing. Like, 
get off of here. And I, I take my channel locks and or my needle nose and I take that thing and I just boom right into the wall. Don't break it. Don't break the wall or anything. Oh, good. But just absolutely just Rock right onto knuckles. my right onto my knuckles, and I just I just went off. Yeah. I'm like, f this, yeah. f that, and I'm Ed Chase, my journeyman, uh, walks in here. And he's like, okay, what's going on? You don't usually say the f word. <laughs> and I said, yeah, I was trying to pull this stupid thing, and I was cursing, and there's no reason for me to be cursing at this point because I had already cooled down a little bit. And he's like, okay, dude, listen, stop being mad. Let me get up there. Let me figure it out. So I he so he's like, I need you to go change out a range plug real quick because we use a, a temporary range plug for like the painters they use that power. And uh, I was like, okay, I'll go change that out. Go change out the plug. And it was like ten minutes. And mind you, this whole process that I just explained was like forty five minutes. Oh yeah. <laughs> so. Oh, that's worse because then the tension is building. Like yeah, I should have been done. I with should this. be done by I'm now. Costing the yep. company time. Yep. That, that's exactly what it was. I'm like, gosh, dang it, you freaking thing. And so I get done with, I, whoa, I get done with this plug. Ooh, puberty hitting. Yeah, now. I guess, right? It's all that trend. <laughs> <laughs> all the testosterone I've been injecting, you know? <laughs> finally. <laughs> it's finally getting to the bloodstream. Been waiting for it. Anyways, um, I, I finally get the plug done and get the cover on it. It looks, I mean, looks nice, you know, as good as a plug can. And he's like, okay, we're done. I'm like. You already got that stupid thing on there? He's like, yeah, it was really easy. I'm like, what did you do? He's like, I thought you would have figured it out when you were mad. But was he being facetious or was he being serious? No, he was being serious. Oh, really? Like 100%. It was really easy, you know, because he's done a million of them. He knows what to do when that the, that stupid thing gets jammed. He's like, listen, you take your needle nose, take and loosen it, to, like just barely tap on the needle nose to get it just a hair loose. Go back, go forward. And you keep doing that, and you'll keep getting up those shreds little by little. And he's like, I thought you would have figured that out. It's it's all good, man. Like, I I knew you weren't mad at me. I knew you weren't – you were just mad at the situation. I'm like, yeah, I can – like, I'm not very fast to anger. I'm pretty slow to anger for the most part. When I do get – when I do get mad, it's, like, just all out there, though. Yeah. So it, I explained that to him, and he's like, yeah, I understand. You know, like, I can be that way, too. Like, and that was a very stupid situation. That should have been easy for you. Like, it should have been. He's like, look, I'm not saying that, you know, I'm not saying that to demean do, do or to talk down on you. I'm just saying, you know, like, in general, that should have been easier. And I was like, yeah, I know. Um, anyways, moral of the story, if I would have just took in that second, like, the first, the first minute that I realized it started to get super tight i should have been like okay i need to step back ask to see like if there's a way to do it mm -hmm. a little bit easier and i wouldn't have gotten so hot-headed at that point that it would have been it would have gone up probably in like 20 minutes yeah if it took you know or 10 minutes or whatever so moral of the story is be as much as possible slow to anger <laughs> oh, yeah. because man i'll tell you what i could not I could not think of anything except for this stupid thing. Yeah. It's not going on. It's not coming off. I could not think of anything. I I should have been thinking of, okay, what's a better way to try to break this loose? Or what's a better way to try to get in this to tight? Mm -hmm. You know? But you just don't you just do not do that when you get mad. And oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, the other day I was putting in. And, yeah, I get. 
I'm way quicker to anger with situations like work situations mm-hmm. than with people. Oh yeah, like me too. I'll still get angry at people. I have yeah, to be careful. But yeah, <laughs> but like mechanicing especially. Oh yeah, but, no, um, that's the one thing that gets me every single time. But um, it but yeah, you like you get frustrated with yourself. But we I was putting up these linears, these four foot linears. They're pretty heavy, mm-hmm. and there wasn't much of a tail, a whip down to it. So I had to set it on the top of the ladder plug it in and the sheetrock guys didn't cut out it's in a hard lid oh yeah sheetrock guys didn't cut it out to the right dimension so I get it up and get half of it up and he's like not going up son of a gun <laughs> so I have to take it all take it all down and i just barely shave because i can't shave too much or it'll be right. exposed and right. then that's a whole nightmare yep um so i just shave and i get it up not enough son of a gun. Yeah. i do it like five times and I was just cussing at my yep. kind of journeyman at the time. And he's like, you okay, Bruce? Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I had a situation here, sir. Sorry. You just, just calm down. He's like, yeah, we've had problems with those all throughout here. Like, yeah. Like, you just got it. It is what it is. Like, yep. So. And that's and that's what my journeyman was telling me. He's like, dude, I've had to deal with the same. I, I get it. I've dealt with this. I've done this. I've had this issue millions of times. Yeah. Every single uh, apprentice before you has had this issue a million times. And I'm like, yeah, man, I just, I, I told him, I'm like, I really wish I could just, you know, have a smooth week. And he's like, you chose the wrong trade for that. <laughs> well, but, any trade is wrong. Yeah. I mean, but yeah. still it's, you know. But it, no, I agree. There's times is, where you just want things to go right. Yeah. You're just like, well, and then of course, precision is one of the more crap talking companies around. So <laughs> then you get like, oh, how come you're not done with that? You slow poke. <laughs> and, you know, it, it's those things that's like. Oh man, I I just I really need to get faster, and they're they're not saying it. Sometimes. Say it to yourself. Yeah. yeah, they're not saying it. They're not saying like those jokes to really mess with you, but sometimes I'm like, oh shoot, you know, do people really think I'm stupid? And of course they do because you're a first year apprentice. But yeah. it's like, look, man, I just I'm just trying my hardest, and then you got to realize, well, they don't really mean anything they're saying. Like they do not. Most of the time, they don't. Yeah. And it's like it's like the finding the fine line of like, oh hey, you know, like, do I worry about? And I don't. I don't. I try not to worry about what people say at all. Anyways, I usually don't. Um, but when it comes to like my job and stuff, I am pretty prideful. Um, you don't get a lot of that in this generation anymore. People being prideful in their work. Oh, I don't know. I've seen a lot of parades. <laughs> oh sorry, gosh. sorry. <laughs> Wrong pride, wrong pride. <laughs> no, but you don't you don't really see that a whole lot. People being, you know, like, hey, I want a clean line. I want my conduit straight. You don't see, at least from what I've seen, like, precision's pretty good. A lot of the contractors around here are pretty good. But you just hear of these stories of, like, people just, they'll run their Romex, like, up and down, up and down, and just come diagonally across these. And it's like, dude, you you should just, it takes like five minutes more to make those lines straight and look good. Like, just be a little prideful in what you do. There's no no issue with you being a little Craft, prideful. Craftsmanship. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's the thing. It's like that is our whole mo. It's there's a there's a point of being an electrician, and then there's a point of being a good electrician. You know, yeah. like taking pride and taking a little bit of extra not even a ton of time but taking a little bit of extra time make sure that romex is nice and straight down your you know down your wall even if nobody's going to see it mm-hmm. and that's i think that's the cutoff it's like 
okay, for me personally, I want to do that. But I also know I need to be a little bit faster. Yeah. Oh, I need to be a little more cleaner. Need to be a little more faster. Cleaner, faster, cleaner, faster. You know? And it's like, you know what? I'm just going to do what I do. I'm going to do what my journeyman tells me. If it's, if it's wrong, then it's what he told me. Mm-hmm. Uh, if it's not fast enough, okay, I'll try to be faster next time. If well, it's and, not clean enough, I'll be cleaner th- next time. There totally is. Like, you don't. You don't want to use the apprentice card as an excuse. Right. But it is a valid, like... It is. You have to tell yeah. yourself, like, I am an apprentice. Like, they're but, paying me half as much. Right. So I don't need to be... Like, I don't need to be Speedy Gonzalez. Right. Like, I need to take my time and figure out yep. how to do it efficiently for next time. Yep, Whereas exactly. Whereas if I'm just doing it incorrectly fast. To, to be fast... Yeah. Okay, sweet. You made us a few extra bucks by being a little bit faster. But down the road, you're just teaching yourself those bad habits. Yeah, exactly. And that and that's the thing. It, like, I one of my buddies is actually, he was the parts handler for Precision. Um, he's getting into the trade, and I was telling him yesterday, I'm like, dude, the first thing, the first thing that, like, I learned quickly, like, learned hard, is that you really just want to get efficient. You want it, you want it to look good, of course, but you want it to be proper, done correctly, and done in a decently timely manner. But, of course, you want it to look good. It's too, you know, like everybody wants their work to, well, not everybody, like I was explaining, but you want your work to look, if you're any prideful man or woman, I guess there's women in trades too, you want your stuff to look good, you know? You don't want to leave a, a building and like, oh, yeah, my Romex is going like a fish. Huh, okay. I, I just personally, I couldn't do that. It doesn't bother most of the time. It won't bother the clients. They don't care, but it's like still, if if a client come in comes in, sees okay, Precision Electric was the one wiring my house, right? Come in and they see nice straight lines, really good clean poles, really good outlet makeup. They're gonna be like, okay, these guys actually care. They want to get my stuff built right. You know, I'm paying the right guys. They'll they'll always recommend those people to other people, or they'll recommend the company to other people. And that's, you know, and that's what you want to be known for. And then you have, you have groups that they just, they get hired because nobody else bid as low. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a really, I don't know. And pride is such a funny thing, especially in our culture, because you don't want to be prideful to a fault, but you still want to be prideful to a point, if that makes sense. No, it totally does. And you do need to make that distinction because I've, heard people say like well as christians you need to have zero pride it's like i understand where you're coming from you don't need to be like prideful Mm -hmm. but you do need to be able to appreciate the effort you put in yep you could okay yeah i guess you could phrase it that way Mm -hmm. you need to appreciate the effort you put in yep because what does that do it makes you appreciate work it makes you appreciate effort which then drives you to do more of that yep yep whereas if you're just if you don't you don't have pride like that's just what we say pride in your work Mm -hmm. if you don't appreciate your craftsmanship then that just like it just slopes down like like you don't just stay linear like i don't think like i don't think your your craftsmanship stays linear no i think if you don't care it just goes down, 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 yep. down. But if you do care, it'll it will go up. Yep. Because you're constantly evolving your skill, evolving your efficiency. 
And I feel like us as young men, I mean, we both want to always be pursuing growth. Yeah. We always want to get better. And the only way you get better is by tr- seeing what you've done, trying to do it better the next time. Yeah. And that is, a, a, it's for lack of a better term, that is a prideful thing. I mean, it really is. You you want to be better. Um, now you don't want to be better because of so-and-so. The other first-year apprentice is worse. You don't want to do that because he's also a first-year apprentice and you don't know how his work is, right? Yeah. So that's the fine line. It's like you want to be better for you. Um, and I think our generation, if people are prideful in their work, they're prideful because they're trying to be better than someone else. Mm-hmm. Um, no, you, and that's like kind of the same reason I go to the gym. I'm not there to be better. I'm not there to be any better than anyone else. I'm there to make myself better every single day. Yep. Yeah, you're you're competing with yourself. Yep. And that is where it's good, but you do have to be careful because that's where I get I get at fault. Because then, like we just talked about, like then I get frustrated when yeah. it's not going. It's like I should have been done. Yeah. Should have been done. Yep. Where it's okay, like you should have been done if everything was perfect. That was like at uh, RCC mm-hmm. where the math teachers it was like. Uh, I don't know what the name of the course, but it was like applied math or something. Right. It was like uh, trigonometry and geometry and stuff. And she was just going over it and she's like, see, like construction is just so easy. All you do is plug in these formulas. And it's like, no, nah, it's not no like job that. you go on is yeah. going to be just copy paste. Perfect. Yeah. Everything's lining up. There is. That's where like the trade is constantly troubleshooting like yep that it's constantly there's nothing is ever perfect so that's where you have to give yourself that grace that of, lenient yeah yep. like you yep. you compete with yourself but not to where i should have been done it's like okay i should have been done if everything was perfect but like the ceramic was stripped yep. so yep so that adds time and i need to allot time in my mind for that right yeah and that's the thing is journeyman realized those kind of things yeah and he recognizes that you're only a first year apprentice dude don't worry so much you know, you're in this. He's actually told me this and I have a hard time like taking compliments. So I'm like, OK, cool, but I need to be better. Like, yeah. OK, you said I was doing good, but I I don't feel like you actually meant it. But why would he say it if he didn't mean it? Right. Yeah. So it, it's that. Yeah, it is what you're saying. Like giving yourself that that leniency to be like, OK, yeah, maybe maybe this should have been faster, but. The porcelain was stripped out. Yep. Or I busted my knuckles and got mad. <laughs> yep. Uh, and that is, you know, that is the, I think that is the main, main part of being a construction worker. And that, that's what makes us so crafty as men too. You, you figure things out. You mm-hmm. have to. Yeah. Nothing. I mean, especially with commercial, I'm sure you're, oh, you yeah. figured oh, that yeah. one out, yeah. but that's the thing. It's like, Commercial, you could have prints, and you're like, yeah, half of this is probably going to be different. Let's just go off of that. <laughs> yeah, they have, like, they have thousands of redos on the prints. Yeah, exactly. Like, on the iPad, there's exactly. thousands of versions And that's of the what prints. I'm saying. It's like, they, you know, the, the first plans that come out are never what ends up being built. Yep. Never. Like, maybe sometimes. Yeah. But... Well, should we wrap her up? I think so. I, it was pretty good. It was good talking. I think so. We yeah. haven't talked in for it's been it's forever. been a long, long time, guys. Like we saw each other last night, and that's been 
first time since our last podcast, probably. Yeah, about that. Honestly, so in church, but yeah, that was probably right <laughs> after the first that yeah. last podcast. So we got political, and you know what? Gosh darn it, I don't care because politics. I don't know. I'm interested in politics. I yeah. like learning. And, and I think people need to know our views on things too. Yeah. It's, and we might be wrong. We're probably wrong yeah. on a lot of things. But yep. this is my current thoughts. And again, if you have different views, let us know. I'd we, lo- I'd love. I'm genuinely. I like to hear opposing views. Exactly. Like, the other day, I worked with a guy who was an anarchist. Like <laughs> I've heard like of that. Ultra libertarian. Yep. More like not rioting anarchist, right. but like no government type yep. anarchist. And. We had a really good conversation. It was actually really good. Like, because I was genuinely curious. Like, okay, right. like I've never met someone who had these views. Like, explain to me your thoughts on this. And mm-hmm. Like, why wouldn't this work? Why would this work? Yeah. And, you know, and it was just a really good conversation. And uh, he appreciated my my thoughts. And yep. I really tried to bring that like Christian love, where it's like, like if I'm preaching. Like, I'm not preaching. Like, it's because I have something that was given to me that I want to share right. with you. Yeah. You know, so exactly. Like we we love we love different opinions. We love different thoughts because it grows us as people too. Yeah. So. And and so I mean I'm gonna kind of add on to like what you were saying. I had this buddy in high school. He was on our baseball team. Um, he was uh, what do you call the religion? Uh, Norse. Norse religion. Uh, is it called Norse? Norse oh. mythology. Yeah, yeah. Norse mythology. He he was 100 percent like believed 100 percent. And I and I I would say like, hey man, like, what's up with that? And I would say, you know, maybe sometimes it sounded. He's like, what do you mean, what's up with that? I'm like, no, 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 no. I genuinely, I like, yeah, it's, what's the reason you believe this? I want to know. Yeah. Like, I think it's interesting. I think the 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 actual religion as it as a whole is interesting. I'm not gonna convert to it myself, but mm-hmm. I want to learn more of why you think it yeah. is the religion. Um, and he was like, oh, okay, cool. And to this day, he's still one of my better friends. Nice. And yeah. it's like, we still, I mean, I told him about, you know, how some some of the things don't line up with Christianity and the reason I believe in Christianity and, you know, some of the, some of the little conversation tidbits that you get out of a conversation like that. And, um, and he was, he was, he actually was pretty thankful. He was like, dude, really like nobody that says anything about my religion says anything positive. Like people don't genuinely ask, like wanting to know, they usually just criticize. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, dude, that's, 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 that's what ridiculous. we're called to do as Christians. Yeah. We're called to love those people yep. and be kind to those people and not in a, I agree with everything you think, yep. but okay. Well, like, cool. Like, here's my thoughts. Yep. Like, what do you think about that? Yeah. It was a back and forth conversation. And at the end of the day, none of us like, we were like, dude, that was a good conversation. Yeah. That was great. Like, that was building for both of us. It's one of the best feelings, too, when you both are just like, that was a good conversation. Yep. Like, yeah. I appreciated that conversation. Yeah, exactly. And that's and that's the thing. It's, I mean, we are we were called to love people as he has loved us. Yep. And that is should be, like, every situation, that should be what you put first. Yep. And then off of there, that's kind of, you know, that's where you mold what you think of people. Yep. That's where what you mold what you think of religion and stuff like that. You should always be loving and open to hear. But don't let it change you. Yep. You know? Um oh I think that's a good place to end. That is a pretty dang that's good, a good yeah. place to end. I will yeah. So thank you everyone for listening. 
all three of you. I, I genuinely, <laughs> I told Chase I don't look at the metrics. Yeah. I looked at them for like the first two, but I don't anymore because I don't want it to become a, oh, how do we get more views? Oh, they're dropping off. We need yeah. to change that. It's, well, we're just going to go off of what we think is the best and, well, and what we feel led to do is the best. And yep. here we go. And like with the Bible study that my mom and dad put on, she's like, oh, I wish more people would come. And I'm like, mom, the people that need to be hearing this are here. Yep. That that's the reason they're here. The mm-hmm. People that want to and need to hear this. So the people that are listening to this podcast, you know, yep, those are the people that we want to listen to the podcast because 100%. they're here for a reason, you know. And we appreciate all of you. We do absolutely. So hope y'all have a good week and merry May. Merry May. <laughs> oh, happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. Yes.